Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you one of those people who's got clutter taken over your life? You wouldn't be alone. I know a few of those people. I am not one of those because uh, I have another problem. I'm completely OCD about keeping things clean and neat and tidy, and I don't like anything collecting. So I purge as often uh, as I can, and I often tease my hubby that he's a hoarder because he, he'll hold on to stuff for decades. If he's got a teacup that's uh, from 40 years ago, oh, that teacup's staying around until I find it, and then I, I throw it out and I don't tell him. Uh, and generally, he hasn't noticed. But uh, I do that because I don't like clutter. But there are a lot of people who actually do. And hoarding is a big problem. In fact, you've probably seen all the TV shows where you see people living kind of in a landfill, uh, which is in their living room. And you wonder how could anyone live like that only to find out it's not that they're just holding on to possessions of the past, but probably they are holding on to their their past, which causes the hoarding. So how do you let it go? I got to tell you, it feels good. But how do you let it go? Let's bring someone who knows all about this, Elaine Birchall is the author of Conquer the Clutter, which comes out October 1st. She joins us now. Hi, Elaine. Hello, Alex. Thank you for inviting me. Before we conquer the clutter, let's start on how you cause the clutter. How does, uh, how does someone kind of morph into a uh, hoarder? Well, um, hoarding has actually become uh, a certified discrete disorder in its own right. So it's not something that just serendipitously happens to people. Um, Generally, there are three paths. The first is genetic. Um, Not everyone who ends up creating a hoarded environment has a genetic vulnerability, but we do know um, that anywhere from 50 to 84%, depending on the research you listen to, um, say that um, if you hoard you stand that chance of having a first-degree family relative that hoards. And we also know that there are four chromosomes with markers in common. Um, we, we need to know more about that to really be helpful, but that does show that there can be a genetic predisposition. Mm. Second path um, is having being unlucky and having um, a high, highly... Uh, correlated um, comorbid factor. That's just a fancy word for other mental um, or physical health um, vulnerabilities, things like OCD, ADD, ADHD, um, social anxiety, bipolar, addiction. Um, there's a list. If, you, if you're interested, go to my website, hoarding.ca, and I've got all this information if you want more details. Now, that third path is particularly scary, Alex, because I believe that it is a situation that most people are not immune to, and that is you're not the most organized person, and then something happens either one big event or a few smaller events, but in between that time interval, Mm -hmm. you have time to right yourself again and restabilize. 
and you end up overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is a situation you want to avoid uh, because when you're overwhelmed, you can't make the decisions you need to in order to get yourself out of the situation this problem of accumulating clutter. But, you, you know, Elaine, you see some of these shows where people are literally living with 50 cats. They've got, like, refu- like they've got so much stuff piled sky high. And, and that doesn't just happen overnight. And so you get these family members. I think, why would the family members not be able to step in and kind of say, look, we, we've got to deal with this before it gets to be that big of a problem? They do step in. They call me all the time at their wit's end. Um, But what happens is the relationship breaks down, um, the family members become alienated, or they become used up. Mm -hmm. Um, They still care, but they can't afford to because they can't take the stress. Um, And the thing is, you can get rid of things, Alex, but if you have hoarding disorder, even a mild case of it, you have a compulsive Mm -hmm. um, uh, need to reacquire, or or maybe you don't acquire a lot, but you have a very, very difficult time letting go of anything. Yeah. It can happen both ways. You still create that bottleneck, Alex, that ends up like the TV shows. Yeah. So, so then what, how do you conquer it? Like, what advice do you give people who either know that they're going to kind of topple over and fall into this or they're in it and they've got to get out? Reach out for help sooner than later because this is a compulsive disorder and left untreated, unsupported, um, it will become a personal and quite often a community health and safety hazard. So, Sooner intervention, either yourself, if you are still able to ask for help. Sometimes people become so overwhelmed, they can't even figure out how to find help, uh, which is why I wrote this book with Sue. Um, this book is meant to be fill a gap. There's really good research written. There's really good theoretical uh, information out there, but it doesn't translate when you're up to your hips in trouble in a hoarded environment or you love somebody who is. Um, so this book is um, the, the wisdom of all of the people who have told me over the last 18 years what worked for them, what didn't work for them. Um, Some of the things I said resonated, and they were able to hold on to that and use it, and the different strategies um, that together um, I learned from them, and I pass it on in this book, um, really practical strategies for how to change your relationship to your things, because if you don't change your relationship to your things, then you will continue to need them in to an, an unhealthy degree. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating that, you know, you kind of you look back at these shows and you think they're entertaining, and then, you know, they're, they're real stories of real pain, and a lot of people uh, just need help. So it's fascinating, and the book is called Conquer the Clutter, and that's out October 1st, correct? It is. Can I give you the inside story on something? Yeah. Okay. Um, We have a contest that's going to run on hoarding.ca. It should be up 
day after tomorrow. If you go to hoarding.ca and go to the book page, it's a tab at the top. We are going to, to the first 50 people who sign up, give you a free e-copy. Sue and I are really committed um, to getting this book out. It isn't about book sales. It's about getting out getting the information that people need out when you can't find services, and even if you could, you can't afford them. I, I hate to see anybody left behind, and my co-author, Sue, feels the same way. That's why we wrote this book. And so 50 free e-copies. And no um, clutter after because you don't have to throw it out because it's e. And you can keep going back to it. That's right. All right. Well, it's fascinating. It is a fascinating topic and something we're coming uh, into a greater understanding of. So I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me and giving me the chance to get this message out. This is uh, Elaine Birchall joining us tonight. The book is called Conquer the Clutter.